Tell me about uh, just this this loophole with uh, Airbnb. Yeah, short terms. Yeah. So, right again, the IRS looks at rental real estate as passive. The money you make at your business is non-passive. So they say, whoa, there's these two buckets. For you to mesh the two, you got to pass all these rules. So let's say you're like, I'm not like me. I'm not going to do that. I can't mesh the two. I can't be a real estate pro. They literally have, which again, I think this is going to go away. That's why I'm using the term loophole. I'm not using the term loophole as it's bad. I'm all for loopholes if we can find them. This is purely a loophole. In the IRS code, there's a definition of what rental real estate is. And one of them is, it is not rental real estate if the average period of the stay for the tenant is seven days or less. It's considered transient use property. And then there's even another one that says for, right, so we have a client here that uh, they just bought something in the Jewel downtown. They have to do 30-day rental. They can't do less than seven. Because the Jewel won't let them. Exactly. So they got to do midterm. So even at 30 days, that can still qualify in this definition because it literally says, okay, 30 days or less, but you have to provide substantial service like daily turndown, like hotel-like, have a car for them, a chef for them. Like, <laughs> turn it's got to be a business, right? right? Like, or something where they're going to go like clean the unit daily, something like that. So if you can pass one of those, you've simply now taken this activity that was really passive and it's non-passive. So that's where if you looked at me as a CPA that wanted to really maximize and I wanted to buy rentals and I wanted to depreciate, I'd have to go the short-term rental route, which is I need to buy the property. The average period, let's just assume is seven days or less. So like an Airbnb, and I need to manage it myself for the first year. That's the big thing too, that everybody The forgets. first year. Because what's the goal here? I want to buy it. I want to furnish it. I want to cost it. I want to suck all the depreciation uh, so out of it. At the first that point, year. you're like, all right, I'm good. I'll let it ride. Year two, I'll just hire a property manager, sit back, which I will also caveat. That's not been tested in tax court. And that's why I think this is all going to go away. <laughs> the IRS is going to catch, whoa, they really did skirt this by, hey, seven days or less. It's not a rental. I'm not held to all your rules. And so that's this what is they'll an do. active business. It's an active, exactly. And that's where it truly becomes a business once you're doing substantial service, is what they call it, which is like, again, daily service. You have like a concierge, a chef, a I car. I mean, look, these like Airbnb that. guys are like, it's 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 an active thing. For Airbnb sure. Airbnb is by no means passive. Oh, oh, yeah. No, not at all. Right. To run that. And that's where a lot of the right is, well, wait, I got to manage it myself. But it's like, okay, do you want the huge tax loss you're about to get? <laughs> you're about to lose money on paper and pay no tax. So that's where you're yeah, going to have to suck it up for the first year. It's funny. I was golfing with one of our students and um, they were listening to you say something, right? And he's telling me, he's like, yeah, so I'm, I'm working on my um, property management stuff and everything. And I'm like, property management? Why are you doing property management? He's like, well, I have to do it to get the loophole of Airbnb. And I'm like, you flip houses. You're yeah. a wholesaler. Like you are active. You don't need to do that. He's like, well, I heard Matt say it. And I was like, yeah, he was talking to everyone else, yep. not you. And I was just like kind of dumbfounded because I was like, you're in the program. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> even then though, right? So to note though, what he's probably referring to is you not only have to be a real estate pro, right? If you go the long-term route, but you still have to manage. But again, just for that first year. Because what the IRS is saying is- No, but if you're already a real estate pro, you don't need to manage your Airbnb. Why? you do. Because the IRS won't consider it to be, you need to materially participate in it. Basically have skin in the game. And that's where they look at it as, dude, this is a passive investment for you. Why would I let you net it against your day-to-day business income? You're not actively in it. That's where you say, well, hey, not only am I a real estate pro, but I materially participate. And that's where there's seven tests. You got to meet one of them. What he was probably getting at is how he's meeting that test, but- well, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. So yeah. now I might have given him the wrong advice. So <laughs> <laughs> give this guy my number. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let me let me take a step. Let's back. clarify. Okay. I hope I hope you're wrong because okay, I, I'm so not. I I, I make sure I I understand this. Yeah. So 
as a real estate pro, I yes. flip houses. I'm yes. an investor. I'm, I'm, say I'm a realtor, right? Sell them houses like Serhan. Okay. That's my full-time gig. Yep. 750 hours, right? Yep. I go and buy a long-term rental. I cost seg it. I yep. can wipe out my income, right? Yes. But to do that, you need to materially participate. Well, yes, you can wipe out your rental income, but if you want it to go against your realtor income is where we're really talking now. You have to material participate in any rental. In all of them, unless you group them. So that's another thing. You buy one rental, you have to materially participate, which there's multiple tests. It's probably not as hard as you think. If you're the only person running it, then you can just simply do that. If you hire a cleaner, something like that, then there's like an hour test. You got to hit at least 100 hours and things like that. But um, yes, you have to materially participate in every activity unless you choose to group them. Because we have to think what about the intent. What does grouping them mean? So let's say you buy five rentals. The gold standard of being a material participant is 500 hours. If you buy one single family home, you ain't going to spend 500 hours on this home. No. I don't care how big the home is. So the next test is you spend 100 hours and more than everybody else. So if you hire a cleaner, you're automatically triggered to that test. You have to spend at least 100 hours and more than them. Then there's a third test, which is what I would classify for my rental out here. I don't have a property manager. I text them when they need something. No one goes to the property. So that's basically substantially all. I do that. So there's seven tests. You just have to meet one. If I buy four rentals, I have to materially right, do that in each one. I have to materially participate in each one. So you would say, wait, I've spent 500 hours in each one? Technically, yes, unless you choose to group them and treat them as one. So in the tax code, you could say, wait, I don't want to materially participate separately in each one. I'll just group all four rentals as one. And now I have one 500-hour bucket. What about the 100-hour? Or one you could do that test too, but then notice how that gets a little quirky. If you have people going out to every property, you have to track everybody's time. So that's why we say the gold standard in tax is just reach the 500 hours. But some people come, like they won't because the property is so little. So 500 hours comes out to, was it 10 hours a week? Yep, 52 weeks, yeah. I'm like, how does people spend 10 hours a week on That's why I'm, yep. That doesn't make any sense. What most of them are doing is is really test two and three, substantially all or the 100 hours. And that's where I tell people- substantially all? Substantially all is like, there's no hour requirement by the IRS. It's basically you do it all. But that's where the second you hire somebody, you move up to that test two. If you even have a contractor go out there, technically you had somebody else involved in the property. You now need to track their time and you need to hit 100 hours. So you go- test two is the hundred hours. Test two is hundred hours more than everybody else. Test three is just, Hey dude, I do everything. No one else is involved here. And then really there's seven tests total. So there's four other ones, but those are so quirky. We've never used one on a client yet. So test two would be, I spend a hundred hours more than the contractor. No, you just spend at least a hundred. And so he could spend 98 and you spend one Oh one, you would meet it. So that would be two hours a week. Sure. Because 50 weeks, yeah, 52 weeks. Exactly. So. And that's where like, we just had a client buy a property in Tennessee. She's traveling to it. She's dealing with the, like all the tenants. She's rehabbing it, right? She just flew out there. So all of that time counts too. So it's not that hard in the year you acquire the property, which is the year we care about. Because that's when we just want to suck the depreciation out of it. And then hire a property manager, let it roll on from there on. So, you know, I go to Big Bear. I'm going to Big Bear this weekend, right? Yep. So like those hours there. Spending there at your property, walking the property, talking to the tenants, talking to the agents, all count. Yeah. So that's where it's usually not hard. It's that first bucket where they're like, if we even get a client that has read enough into the code where they're like, man, I got to spend a hundred hours or I got to spend 500 hours on this. We're like, technically no, but it can get hard to hit. When it gets really easy is when they have a portfolio of properties, you group them, you have one bucket. Now you just have to spend 500 across the entire thing. Or 100. 
or 100, but yes, but you'd have to watch it because you have, let's say you have 80 properties in the portfolio. Okay. It'd be very hard to spend more time than everybody managing that because, right, notice what the IRS's intent here is. They want you to do the most. Mm. You need to have the most skin in the game if we're going to allow you to take this tax loss. Mm. If you're just going to sit back, collect a check and hire property management, that's not going to fly. 